From Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world, this is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Can that, 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 that don't kill me, can only make us stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right. What, you hear that music? Well, it's time to go. I don't know how it sounds to you guys, but it sounds terrible to me. We're working on it. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. With the number one co-host in the world, and Fan Man, are you there? I'm here. I'm still alive from the earthquake. Well, wait a second. You said you have an earthquake down there. Now, we're in Arizona. We don't have an earthquake. What's happening down there? I heard some 5.3 on the Richter scale, 5.8. What's going on? 5.5 on the Richter scale. I was riding my Harley coming back from the beach, and I was rocking and rolling on that freeway. Well, you know, you're rocking and rolling on the freeway, but is, is there any, any tragedies? Anything happening? Anybody uh, get hurt out there? I didn't see any there? tragedies. I saw a couple dead rats. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably got a lot of those in, in, in California, man. But uh, Southern California. Well, we're, we're hoping that everybody's fine out there. I, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm a little concerned because I have a, a son who is out in, in sunny California who's at football camp someplace in that area. He won't tell us where. He doesn't want me to show up and watch him practice. Oh, uh, okay. I hope everything works out there. But, hey, man, it, hey, man, it's football time. It's football time. Preseason is around the corner. Training camp is in full gear. Hey, and I'm telling you, man, it is an exciting time to be, you know, get ready to go to camp. Anybody who's ever who's ever been to camp, uh, you know, it's just something that's exciting. As a matter of fact, we, we're going to talk about a lot of things, man. We're going to talk about training camp. We're going to talk about the Hall of Famers. Of course, we're going to have our man Eric Butts on from Butts and Butts, Butts Fantasy and Butts. Sports, which is going to start here on the Voice America Network on August 21st. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to talk about we got to give Mr. Farb his, his professional courtesy, and we're going to continue to talk to him, to him and talk about him a little. We're not going to talk to him, but we're going to talk about him a little bit as well. We're well. talk but, about people. Uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, a few other things. Fan man, I, you, know, you know, one thing about when it's football season, you go and you become another person. And, and I'm going to have a person actually come on the air. I believe we're going to have a special person who's going to call and talk a little bit about you know, the ups and downs and perhaps maybe those who don't get a chance to realize their dreams of becoming a professional athlete. But me, when you hey, go hey, into well, training camp, you, you become... When you, when you came out of uh, the Ohio State and you were drafted by the Eagles, how did it feel to go to training camp the first time? What, 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 what's the feeling like? Well, you know, if you give me a chance, I'm going to tell you about oh, okay. that. But I want to I want to segue so into that. I want to talk about that when we talk to the young man. But first oh, of all, okay. I'm telling you about this this transformation we go through. You know, you become a different kind of person. But I believe you're telling me something about on the Voice America Network, we're actually going to be speaking to somebody who knows a little bit about some other people or things that are walking on this earth. That, that's exactly right. Tomorrow night on voiceamerica.com at 9 Pacific time. That's 9 o'clock in the evening, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are going to have one of the astronauts who flew on Apollo 14 and also walked on the moon. He was one of the, uh, his name is Edgar Mitchell, and he uh, is a person who walked on the moon for nine hours. He's one of, there's only two of them that walked that long on the moon. He's going to be on voiceamerica.com tomorrow night to discuss 
um, alien uh, activity on this planet, and also aliens that have have been visiting the planet over the last and few years. And all the Silence, and we are so excited. We have an exclusive interview with him. He has turned down uh, Larry King, CNN, Fox News, and he's going to be on the Voice America Network to discuss what the hell is going on. He's going to let it all out. <laughs> now, last week he, he was in Australia, and he was telling people or the media about the aliens and uh, it was picked up by CBS, NBC and ABC here but they only gave him like a 10 second clip so tomorrow night at 9 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time at 9pm he is going to have a two hour interview with a, with a guy by the name of Lan Lanfear of uh, Overnight AM Okay fan man, we're stuff. giving him like two hours on our show come on man, what, they're football players that's all they are who, the aliens? Yeah, they're football players. They're Transformers. They just put their uniform on, then they go back. That's all. It's just football players. <laughs> well, anyway, Mr. Mitchell believes in the existence of aliens, including Roswell, where he grew up at. And as an ex-astronaut, the government has done its best to uh, keep him quiet. So he is Okay, man, that's enough about that. Just tell them to interview. tune in. They can tune in at what time? 9 o'clock tomorrow night, 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, let's hey listen. Let, let, let's talk about some other freaks of nature. There's about uh, about one, two, three, four, five, six freaks of nature who, who are going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I just want to you know send out congratulations to those guys. That's Fred Dean. That's Daryl Green. Art Monk. Emmett Thomas. Andre Tippett. And Gary Zimmerman, you know, and those are some obviously great football players going to be inducted into my hometown, the Pro Football Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. And man, it's, it's an honor. I played against a couple of those guys, played against Daryl, uh, played against Art Monk. And, uh, you know, they're both deserving. Those guys played against Fred Dean. You know, those guys are very deserving and it's going to be a great time. Anybody who has ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame ceremonies will tell you they, they are there are uh, something that happens to you that you will remember for the rest of your life. There's no, it'll, it'll impact you like very few things in life. Those sports enthusiasts, whatever you got to do, convince the wife, you know, the friends. It's a trip you got to make, man. You don't it have is to just convince the wife. You just go and go do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You just got to do it. You go over there and have a good time. Well, listen, I told you uh, we were going <laughs> to speak to a, a, a special young man who was going to give us some idea. These people I just mentioned the names of, the Fred Deans, the Daryl Greens, the Art Monks, the Emmett Thomas, the Andre Tippett, and the Gary Zimmerman are men who got a chance to live their dream. It was extremely hard. It's almost impossible when you look at the, the statistics of those who get an opportunity to actually make it onto an NFL field and those that don't. But you got to give it your best. you got to do everything you possibly can to try to make that happen. And I believe Devron's on the phone with us. Devron, are you there? Ah, uh, now Devron was holding with us. Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, Devron, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, Great, Devron, man. Hey, why man, why, why you don't doing? you take... How you doing? <laughs> fan, you got Fan Man there, too, Fan Man? I said hi, Devron. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. I'm doing fine. Great, guy. Hey, Devron, I, I thank you for, for joining our show. Uh, you know, we have a very relaxed show here. We just talk about sports. We're, you know, I'm a guy who used to play the game, as you know. Fan Man's a guy who loves the game. I think he played every game there ever was in the game of football. And he just has that kind of passion for the game. And I, I wanted you to come and share with some people, because you and I have had a couple conversations about some things. There are many people out there that don't understand that it's not as easy as everybody thinks. Not only to, to play football, but to have an opportunity to actually get a chance to try out for a team yeah. and, and just, just 
just why don't you share a little bit about that? Because you and I had a conversation. I want you to share that with the fans on the air here. Give them some background about your career at Rutgers University. Tell them about some of the things you did, some of your expectations, and then some of the shortcomings on the field and then what you're going to be doing off the field in the future. Okay, well, you know, I started off, I went to high school in New Jersey, and coming out of high school, you know, I wasn't highly recruited at all. Um, I didn't have the size, you know, the speed, so a lot of colleges, Division One stayed away, you know, a lot of talks to a lot of AA schools. I ended up going to Rutgers. Rutgers was the only Division One school to offer me. Um, they were in my hometown. I ended up going to Rutgers starting four years. Um, we almost hit the national championship my senior year. I started four years at middle linebacker, uh, finished eighth all-time at Rutgers and tackles, and um, I, I saw I had the stats, you know, coming out going to the NFL. You know, a lot of people saying, okay, well, he's too small to play on, on the pro level, too. Same thing I heard coming out of college. Um, I went to minicamp last year with the Bears and the Giants. Um, I did okay, but they still, both both teams, I uh, talked to head coaches, they said I could play, but they wanted me bigger. Wanted me bigger. I'm 5'11", 220. Um, so I did that and went to Canada, and I decided to finish up school. I just finished up school uh, last month, and I was supposed to play in the uh, All-American Football League that uh, just came out. Was supposed to come out this year, but they pushed it back. So uh, now, right Devron, now. let me ask you a question. There, there's many people that, as you said, you you went you went to Rutgers. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of very good football games you guys had that was on national TV. Yeah. And I'm sure you played against some a lot of people, which you felt you had superior talent. When you look back on it, what what do you think was the reason why perhaps maybe you didn't get the chance to get into a camp and really demonstrate and showcase your skill sets? Um. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm going to answer it. Probably size being the biggest factor. Size being my biggest factor. Um, because I had the stats. You know, I played against top talent. Um, I, I played against a lot of guys that came out, you know, drafted first, second, third round. Starting even going back to my freshman year, I played against, um, who do who you want to say, uh, out, here, out there in Arizona, uh, Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald. played against him when I was a true freshman, started against them. And then just going up to my senior year, I played against Brom. Um, he, w- he went out high last year. Um, the running back from Illinois played against him. You know, my senior year, we played in a lot of big games my senior year. Um, yeah, Ron, your senior year, how much did you weigh? My senior year, I was only 210. I dropped my, fr- uh, my freshman through junior year, I was 220 in college. My senior year, I dropped to 210. And I played even better at 210. <laughs> I was second team all conference, led my team in tackles. Um, for more than half the year, we were in the top defense ranked in the country ahead of Ohio State and LSU, and I think we ended up like oh, you didn't have to throw that as a low blow. In the country. Excuse me. Uh, that was a low blow. You said ahead of, ahead of Ohio State. Hey, 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 Devon, you can't say you have to say the Ohio State with him. The Ohio State. You, you have to behave yourself. The hey, Devron, hey, fa- hey, fan man, be nice. Now, Devron, you know, I wanted, and I'm glad nice. you came on the show because there, there are some young men that listen to our show, and we want them to understand that it's not as easy as they think it would be. Now, you actually, after your season was completed, you actually, as the draft approached, I believe you thought you were going to be drafted. Am I right? Yes, yes. Going apart, uh the agent route and all that, I, I thought, I figured, that, you know, I get an agent, like, I, I thought, okay, I have the numbers, you know, I could play, you know, I'll get into a camp, you know, I'll prove myself. I have no problem proving myself. I play football. That's what I do for a living. I go in there, I'll prove myself. But then when that ain't fall through, um, I needed an agent that, you know, that could get me out there, you know, really get my name out there and, you know, I, I, I didn't really have an agent that could do that, so um, I was kind of on the back burner trying to find somebody to at least give me a workout with a team. And um, I kept working out. I kept working out. Try- oh, I believe we may have lost him there I, for I a second. I think we lost him. 
Okay, uh, well, well. Oh, there, there, there he is. Hey, oh, Devon, are you still there? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, did you hear me about the agent? You know, I had the agent. He couldn't. Uh, he wasn't able to give me trials. You know, when it, when uh, after I went to mini camp, and um, you know, they had me at linebacker. I had the size. I could play safety, but um, I didn't have. You know, my agent really didn't. You know, promote me like I thought he should. I thought he could, and uh, maybe I picked. Is you know that knew some people that can give me workouts, but that didn't go through. So I working out. Okay, hey Devon, I think we we may have to end the call because I think what's happening there. You, you you can try to stay with us, but I think your cell phone's breaking up. Listen, we're gonna have to take a commercial break. Devon, you stay with us. You're okay. listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network the number one co-host in the world and uh you know fam and i i'm glad devron's with it devron you still there okay we may have lost him he was on the- hello okay you still there okay great yeah. There, there may be a little delay there because of the fact that everyone's on a cell phone. But, you know, Deron, I just want you again to introduce yourself to the, to the listeners out there and, 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 again, let them know, you know, the trials and tribulations that you went through 
and uh, give us some idea of what you plan on doing because at some point in time we all become former athletes. And then, yeah. fan man, you probably got something you want to ask him after he finishes with that. Why don't you go right here, Devron? Um, you know, I played at Rutgers. Um, I just finished up school. Um, I went up to Canada last year, and I wasn't done with school. So, I, you know, I decided instead, instead of going to Canada, playing up there, when I didn't get into the league last year like I had planned on, I decided to just go back and finish up school. I still had my scholarship, you know, and there's still opportunities for me in Jersey as far as a working path. And, you know, that's, that's the options I had to go through, options I have because, you know, I didn't, I'm not 6'3", I'm not 250, but I play linebacker, you know. Well, I, I, Jamal, I have a question for you. What about the NFL Europe? Um, well, they, they cut it last year, actually. Oh, really? You know, yeah, there's no more NFL Europe. Wow. Well, you know what? I, I always look at players, you know, and, you, and you, you did a lot for Rutgers, and you, you, you played very, very well. And then when you go to the NFL, and I had an experience with this back in 1989 with a good friend of mine uh, whose son was the top – he was, he was the, top three, third, uh, the top third quarterback, high school quarterback in the country, All-American by all the different magazines and NFL and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And basically what happened was he ended up, every major university was after this guy. Everyone, Notre Dame, USC, Penn State, uh, Ohio State, everybody was after him. And what happened was he decided to go with Florida. And when, they, when, he, when he got there in, into Florida, they, uh, and I forget the coach's name now, but he co- coaches at South Carolina. He ended up being uh, sitting on the bench, and he didn't play. And then he, when he did play, he played on the, on the return teams and the special teams. And then he got really pissed off and fed up, and he said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. He went to Michigan State, and again, they promised him something that he'd be playing quarterback. And then he was, uh, he was basically behind. Tony Banks, remember him? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. so Banks, Banks was playing at Michigan State, and then Banks uh, was drafted by St. Louis, and this guy ended up as a on the kick return team again. Ended up in NFL Europe and ended his career there, and that was it. Now he works for a cable company someplace. Yeah, that's, that's I, I don't know how it works when you're rated that high and you're that good, and then you don't have this or you don't have that. Is it more politically oriented, or is it more uh, that you don't have? Or they they just don't feel that you're going to fit in for some reason, or, or what, what do you think it is? I, you know, I think a lot of it, the high school rankings I feel mess people up because I wouldn't rank high at all. So that made me work harder. You know, a lot, a lot. Of, I had a lot of doubts out there. You know, I flew out to Arizona, Arizona State, gave the coach my my take personally. He said, you know, you can walk on out here. You know what? My junior year, I was starting to get to Arizona State in, in a bowl game, and we just took it, just lost that game. But I finished with about twelve games, twelve tackles in that game. You know, it's just how how you work. The high school rankings, you know, they're just rankings. They really don't mean much. They don't. They're not going to say what, you, what you're going to do when you get to college. When right. you get to college, you don't know who's going to be playing in front of you. You know, you might be ranked um, ranked nothing. You know, Gary Brackett, he played at Rutgers before I was there. He was a walk on at Rutgers. Now he's captain of the Indianapolis Colts. And nobody had him ranked anyway. He walked on at Rutgers. Well, is, wouldn't it be better for you just to do like pick one or two teams that you you know that there's a good chance of your position, which is middle linebacker, knowing that they may be weak or one of the players are hurt, and walk on as a free, just a free agent, walk on and 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 get on that way. Yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. But right now, you know, it's, it's the part I have to I have to find somewhere where I can get in, and that's the hardest part right, right. now. You know, I trying to I... get out my tape, trying to get interest back. You know, saying. Just need somebody. I'll drive anywhere in the country. I just drove from New Jersey to L.A., you know. So I'll drive anywhere in the country just to get a workout with a team. <laughs> hey, Devron, let me, let me just add something there, Fan Man. And, and, and that's why, that's the beauty of this show. And, and I'm glad that Fan Man is a part of this show because his comment was 
the expected comment coming from a fan. And you would think that here's a person who played college football at the highest level, Division One football, who wants to be a professional football player, who performed very well at the college ranks, can't he just go and apply for a job? It doesn't work like that. Uh, he mentioned the fact that his agent didn't come through for him. And here's what I've always tried to stress for those who are out there are interested in, in a good agent. And as far as I'm concerned, a good agent is not an agent who represents the player that you know is going to be, you know, the guy long, who's, who's the number one pick in the draft. That's not a good agent. A good agent is a guy who's got a Rolodex that he can dial a number and a general manager is going to pick up his call, answer his call, and consider taking one of his ball players on his word to come into his camp and get a trial to get a look. Now, if your agent can't pick up a phone and make a phone call for you on your behalf and get you into a camp, then you really don't need him because all the other things that go along with that is not because of your agent. It's because of you. It's your playing ability. If you are at the top of the charts, you're going to be the number one pick. You really don't even need an agent, particularly in basketball where they already have, you know, contracts, you know, that are already structured as to how much you're going to be compensated. When they got a salary cap in place, you really don't need an agent, yep. except for a few areas with, you know, managing your money and things of that nature. But when those things are already predetermined, there's no reason to pay a guy a percentage of your contract for something that you've already earned. But when you cannot get anyone to pick up your phone call, you cannot get them to return your text, you, you don't even know who to call, that's where you're lost. That's where agent really comes into play. And, you know, if there are any agents that are out there, you know, give the young man, Devron, you got, you got a number, you got an email you want them to call you, you want them to text you, whatever you want to do, because you're trying everything you possibly can to get into a camp. If there's some information, you got an email. Give them your email. You never know. It may work. We can't say that it won't, but we got to try. Okay, can I say it right now? You sure can. Email? Yeah, sure it's, can. It's, it's Devron Thompson at Yahoo. D-E-V-R-A-U-N Thompson. T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. No dashes in between. It's Devron Thompson at Yahoo. Okay, Devron, I'm going to ask you this, man. Stay with us and be a part of this conversation because that's what we do here. We have conversations with players. I'm a former player. Right now, you're a player that's just haven't yet decided if football is done for you. But you have got things in place. You've got a contingency plan in the yeah. event they do. You've got your degree, and you're ready to go to work for corporate America. But we're going to talk about some other things, you and I and Fan Man here. And one thing about it, and this is probably going to be a sensitive issue to you right now, there are some people that are holding out a training camp. In, in particular, we got, you know, Steven Jackson I'm aware of, you know, Ryan Grant, you know, Terrell Suggs. You know, these are guys that are holding out of training camp. Fan Man always has an opinion about this. Uh, Devron, let me ask you something. What do you feel about a guy that's holding out a, a training camp, that has a contract, not that he doesn't have a, but has a contract and is holding out at this time? You know, I, I, I don't understand. You know, it's probably personal reasons for them, but I don't understand. I was in a locker room last year with Ryan Grant in minicamp when he was just coming off a of practice squad. Nobody knew who he was. I, I knew him because he's just from New Jersey like I was. So we were sitting there talking, practice squad. He was on practice squad. I'm trying to make the squad. And he had a great year last year. Um, maybe he feels he should get more money, but I figured he would be happy just, you know, playing out there starting, not on practice squad anymore. So somebody holding out, maybe have the personal reasons, but if they play football, they want to play football regardless. Now, now, fan man, you yeah. heard that from a, here's a young man who tried to get onto a team who would do anything and is doing everything it takes to, to get onto uh, uh, in somebody's camp so that he can, you know, show his skill set. Then you got guys who are also – already have a contract but they want more money what's your opinion about that as a fan fan man 
Well, you know what? We look at Terrell Suggs as an example. Terrell Suggs is, you know, played at ASU, a great college football player, got drafted, uh, ended up with um, Baltimore, played very well, and he, he I, I get, you know, he's getting older and he wants to be compensated more money before it's it's all over. And I I feel that he should be. He's, he's a very good football player. Well, you I mean, know, that's and why I, you I know, about it with Terrell Suggs. I mean, the rest of them I don't really know about. But I think, I think, in, in terms of uh, a player coming out of college, especially playing at a Division One school like Rutgers and doing that well, uh, I mean, they got practice squads. And I and I think uh, you're right, right? You need an agent. You need somebody that has the connections or contacts to get in because there's so many college players that want to go to the NFL. And uh, I mean, they only have the draft and they have free agents to walk on the field. So basically, it's uh, more of a networking thing and, and getting to know the right people to get in. Well, it's it certainly, you know, when you think about, you know, all those people out there that want to play pro football. I remember when I went to training camp, I actually had a teammate that I played ball with in college. I won't mention his name, but, you know, he was on the team and he actually went home. He just packed his bags and went home, and I, I'm thinking, wow, man, that's another opportunity that somebody else could have had. You know, here's a guy that just quits, yeah. and he just goes home. He just gives up, and obviously there was something, and we talked about our good about these things with our good friend Kelvin Fisher. Somebody missed something in the evaluation of that young man because I don't want to call him a quitter, but he quit. But you're talking you know, about his personality. And, I, and I'm sure if, if Devron had that chance, could you see yourself – Walking I, I, out of a pro football training camp? I, I can't see that. I can't see that at all. I, I'm a, hey, I play know, football. You know, if it's on the field with pads on or, you know, flag football. I played flag football when I when I was done. I was playing flag football at Rutgers my senior year finishing up classes. I didn't care. I was out there, you know, with the regular students. They were looking like, Dad, that's that run out here. Like, since you be in the league, you know, I'm finishing up school right now, but we out here still playing flag football because I just play football. That's what I love doing. Yeah, I can't right see now. myself quitting hey, on any level. Hey, Devron, knowing what I know about, a little bit about the NFL and with Ray and, and especially in sales and talking to a lot of people and been around and doing a lot of stuff in radio, I, I would continue to call the teams that you would like to play for or find out where their weak, their weak spots are and just continually pound them on the telephone and say, hey, I want to break. I want to walk on. I'm going to show you what I can do. Uh, you know, and keep on pounding them. And, and, you know, one of these guys get hurt or they're cutting them or in the practice squad. You might be able to walk on and get a thing, but you've got to pound it without the agent. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to say to you, Devron, I got I, I got to commend you on one thing, and and I and, and I don't want to go again down the path of negativity, but you gave us you know the fact that you I think you said you're six two. Oh no no I'm five eleven. I'm sorry you're five eleven, but you weigh two two ten right? I was I'm two twenty now. Okay, you're two twenty, but I, I'm just going to just commend you for not going the route of those guys. Too many guys that I played with, and even some guys here recently, you know, felt as if. They need to do some, you know, some other things in order to put on some weight and enhance their speed and their size so they compete, can compete with much bigger players that are in the National Football League. And that just says a lot about your character because there's too many people out there taking steroids for the wrong reason. And I'm like, so what? If I'm only 195 and there's a tackle that's coming to me and he weighs, you know, 310, 320, 330, if the strong safety's job is to take him on, I got to take him on. And I am not going to take steroids just to do that. You decided not to do that when you were at Rutgers, when nah. you were playing against, you know, the, the bigger, you know, the guys at Arizona State. You know, those, that, that's a huge offensive line. You didn't think you needed to take steroids to take nah. on that guard as he came at you? I'm, I'm going to tell you, I got a lot of heart. I, you know, I don't have fear on the field or nothing. You know, on that field, it's football. You know, no matter how big you are, if you're coming through, I'm going to hit you. If, if the line is coming up, I'm going to throw you. I, I've, I've never had a problem throwing a lineman in college. You know, I've been playing against Miami, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, everybody. 
So what do you say, Devron, what do you say to those guys out there that make the excuse that they need to put on more weight and they need, they need to be bigger and stronger, that's so that's the reason why they take steroids. What do you say to that? That's the T-Rob. They feel they got to get stronger and get the weight room, put in that extra time in the weight room. Those people are just slackers to me. The slackers. You want to you wanna hit the weight room for an hour, then, you know, go do whatever you got to do. That's on you. But don't expect it to come out on the field. If you really want to work, hit that weight room when it's time to work with the team. When you go home, hit the local gym, have some weights in your room and lift. Don't. <laughs> That, that's what, hey, 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 fan man, that's fantasy a football game. player. Are you ready for some football? You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And we'll be right back after we pay a few bills. Yes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yes you're listening real sports on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world fan man and now live from the philadelphia eagles training camp I think we have Eric Butts from Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports, which is going to start on the Voice America Network August 21st. Eric, are you there? I am here, Ray. How are you? Hey, what's happening, man? We got our good friend on the phone with us, too. We got Devaron Thompson from, from Rutgers with us as well. And, uh, hey, man, everybody say hello to Eric. 
Hey, hey Devron, hey, how are you? And Sam, man, oh. what's going on? Hello, Eric. Uh, just hanging in here with the earthquake. <laughs> Glad you're hanging in there. Hey, I was rocking and rolling about uh, half an hour ago. Hey, this is our segment of the show. This is this is our segment of the show where we, of course, uh, want to focus a little bit on fantasy football. And uh, you know, we've got uh, Eric. Out at, I believe you're at Eagles training camp. I am on my way home, Ray, from Eagles training camp, and I was scouting out some possible fantasy sleepers uh, on the Eagles squad. That uh, I saw a couple of people that I think you may hear from as uh, possible possible contributors to some fantasy teams this year. So. Well, you know what we we we've had uh, Devron on the show with us, you know who who is a, a possible sleeper himself, and uh, hopefully one day he may be on one of those football fields with one of the NFL teams. But let me just say this to you, Eric. We, you know, this of course is the second of the show. We're gonna talk a little bit about fantasy football, and but one thing about fantasy football, fantasy football obviously is all about the individual. But sure. I want to ask you a little bit about you know. Tell me a little bit about if there's a sleeper team out there that you think, instead of a player, is there some team out there that you think may be a sleeper this year? And, hey, some people just may not know it, but they may be in the Super Bowl. The team that I think could be the sleeper team to make it to the Super Bowl would be the Minnesota Vikings. See, my, feeling, my, think, feeling, my feeling on that would be the Arizona Cardinals. I, you know what? I wouldn't be against the Arizona Cardinals if I didn't pick them last year to be my sleeper team. And, and they went nowhere. So I'm, I I'm well, not they, gonna, they, they never go anywhere, Eric. It's no big deal. I know. Well, hey, I, I want to. I don't want to pick the team that you know goes somewhere sometimes. Right. So in I other words, pick the team that no one expects. Right. So in other words, you don't want to be a loser again. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't want to jump on the loser bandwagon. Right. So. Hey, hey Devaron. <laughs> Hey, yeah, Devaron, yeah. you, you, of course, uh, you know, just came out of college. There's some young players that are coming in. I got a man here on the phone here who, who of course, has uh, the number one fantasy football uh, league in the, in the world because, see, we are on the World Wide Web here, so we're going to talk about it like that. But, That's you know, right. tell us about some, some players that you've seen from your college years that's coming out this year that perhaps maybe people don't know exactly how good they are and could be possibly a sleeper this year in fantasy uh, league. Well, I'll tell you, Bill, most people know about my boy Ray. Ray Rice, uh, going down oh, yeah. to uh, Baltimore with the Ravens, and uh, the way he works, he works hard, and uh, I think I think he should tear it up. You know, he if he if he touches that field, he he should definitely tear it up. You know, he has the size and the quickness, and most people aren't too uh, don't know too much about him because he went to Rutgers, you know, and uh, they were sleeping on us a lot, but uh, he's one to well, watch well, out hey, for. You're you're talking to a Highland Park kid right next to Rutgers <laughs> growing up, so uh, I know all about Ray Rice, and I'm with okay. you. I think if McGahee uh, gives him the opportunity to, to touch that ball, you're going to see good stuff from Ray Rice this year. Yes, yeah, both of them, both of them. That's a good tandem. Ray has a good good teammate right there with him, uh, McGahee. And uh, yes, he's, he he's a veteran could show him some ropes, show him, give him some pointers. And uh, Ray listens because Ray, Ray came in the Rutgers, you know, with Brian Litter right there in front of him. And, and Lennon's sure. doing his thing with the, with, uh, with the St. Louis right now. He's so, with uh, the Rams, Ray, yep. Ray has a good teacher ahead of him, and... Uh, don't be don't be surprised if you see him do his face. <laughs> hey guys, I got I got an opinion about right in the end zone. So. I, I got an opinion. Hey Eric, I got an yeah. opinion about a sleeper, but I don't think he's 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 going to be a sleeper. Uh, let, but let me first address the teams. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. You know there are too many people out here. I believe that think that they're just a couple players away, and so a sleeper. I don't know. I think they're on a few people's radar. I I, I really don't know if they're going to be uh, a sleeper, but. I think, they, I think, Ray, everybody's doubting him at the quarterback position. Yeah, well, you know. And, and I think and they've got enough 
to make it. So. Yeah, and, and that could, again, that could change. We don't know about that. But, uh, you know, a few years in the league, you know, in the center, a few downs, and, and that makes a lot of difference, you know. So the young man may improve himself, but then again, Mr. Favre may be that quarterback. We don't know. We're going to talk about that down the road a little bit. But, uh, you know, if I got to pick a sleeper team, man, you know, and again, the Arizona Cardinals, I feel the same way about them. I, I think they're above the radar now. Everybody knows that they're just a player or two away so, you know, they just might, you know, come out of nowhere. So, yeah, but you know, right, I, right, right. They've been saying that for 20, 23 years now. Yeah, but I don't think for those 23 years, I don't think they've ever had the talent, and I don't think they've really had the staff in place that they have now. I think now they have the talent in terms of the players, and I think they have the staff that knows how to win because this is a staff of players, you know, coaches that yeah, have won I, a I Super Bowl. I just have to say one thing, Ray. You're so positive. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that positiveness. Well, you know, so I'm not going to pick a sleeper team yet because I really, you know, I, I'm just not going to. But let me move on to a sleeper player because I, I, this is one reason why I'm upset with the Arizona Cardinals again. You know, <laughs> how, do, how do you let – and I don't know if he's going to be a sleeper player, but how do you let Ryan Terrain get out of Arizona – and go up to Denver. How did you not pick him? And I'm going to ask because I, I, I know now Devron saw him on film because I don't know if he was healthy when you guys played. But w- when you saw him on film, what did you think about that young man? Um, what position was he? Ryan Terrain. He's, he's the tailback for the, uh, ASU, but he was hurt when you guys played. But you guys, I'm sure uh, you probably saw him on film a bit. Yeah, um, I ain't seen anything spectacular. I mean, I don't know what he did. Uh, I ain't seen didn't stand out to me. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you what. If you if you if you watch him, now that I've brought his name to your attention, and like uh-huh. you said, and it could be the fact that he was hurt and maybe you guys didn't see him on film, uh-huh. but he, that young man has has an ability that, you know, of the Denver Broncos, of which, you know, when you think about running backs and you think about Denver Broncos, they don't make too many mistakes when it comes to their running game. I mean, it's as cold as it can be, yep. so you better be able to run the ball in Denver. And Always had a good running game. And they picked yeah. him up, you know, and that, I think that was a smart choice. But uh, I, I do want to give, uh, you know, Eric an opportunity to tell me about some sleeper players because I asked him about the sleeper team. Tell me about some sleeper players that are out there. Well, I will tell you, Ray, some sleeper players that I saw today. Uh, okay. Don't be surprised when you see Jason Avant from the Philadelphia Eagles break in as a guy that Donovan McNabb threw to almost all day. So uh, as far as the Eagles go, they've got three of them. They've got one at each position. They've got a guy named Chris Wilson at tight end who Tony Gonzalez said. He was the backup to Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez said he thinks he has better hands than him. So don't be surprised if you see him break into Jim. The the other half of Bust and Bust is calling for Chris Wilson to be the Eagles' starting tight end before the end of the year. Starting tight end? Starting tight end over L.J. Smith, Jim Caldwell. That's a big Starting call. Starting before Holland. the end of the year. From Highland Park, that's a big call. I, hey, listen, I love him. I, I actually went to the same school as L.J. Smith. Uh, uh, well, I was watching Chris Wilson in, in, uh, at camp today. He did have soft hands. He did not drop one pass. He went up for everything and brought it down. Well, so, they uh, could be. If they're smart about it, Andy may put in a two-tight end offense, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if there was some two-tight end stuff. Also, don't be surprised to see a lot of Booker, Lorenzo Booker, coming out of the backfield. Oh, yeah, he's a good player. Lorenzo They're Booker. talking about Booker and Westbrook being on the field together and then uh, one of them going out as a receiver out of certain formations. So they're my, from the Eagles, my three fantasy calls, surprise sleepers are Avant, Booker, and Chris Wilson. 
Well, I, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that uh, it, after what you said about the tight end there, I, I don't know if Mr. Wilson's going to surprise anybody because if, if, <laughs> if, 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 if Anthony wants to give him that kind of credit, I think everybody is going to be, uh, you know, heads up and looking for him. But they, they got to expect some, some things out of the Eagles different this year. Let me ask you something. Uh, Mr. Westbrook, uh, is, he, is he healthy? He was there. He was healthy. Uh, he, he was playing his heart out the entire practice, and uh, I did not see him, him, you know, sitting back at all because he doesn't have a contract yet. Now, let me ask you, if it were you, and, you know. You, I you wouldn't know. put my cleats on, Ray Ellis. <laughs> hey, Ray, I feel the same way. Westbrook should not be out there without no, a contract. No, I'm glad. You know listen, what? Business fan, is business. As a fan, I love to see him out there. As his agent, I would be dragging him off the field. Well, you know, Eric, Eric, as a fan, I'm sitting here worried about the season with the Eagles, and, and he's out there on the practice field, and he could get hurt. I, I don't think he should be on the field until he has the contract. I, I, I think he should definitely be on the field, even without a contract. Not, if if he's he hasn't working out, you know, playing with his team, that, that'll definitely help out being around the team. That, 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 that builds something with the team. Not saying now, you know, holding out with contracts. But he's already proven himself, and he has to be well taken care of. He has given a lot of entertainment to the Philadelphia fans. He's taken the team up to where it needs to be in the last uh, four or five years. He's a really, really good football player. I respect the hell out of that guy, and I think that the, Eagle, the Eagles should respect him and taking care of his contract so they can have him on the field and get him ready for the season. Yeah, I agree, fan man. I think he did the right thing in camp. The Eagles should do the right thing to tag him. But rumor is they offered him fifteen million dollars, over you know, to just complete his contract and give him an additional fifteen million dollars. And rumor is that he wants thirty instead of fifteen, which just isn't going to happen. Well, let me ask you something. Hey, but that that rumor was that fifteen million as a signing bonus, or what was that fifteen million? That was yeah, that was fifteen million dollars over what his current contract is. Yeah, but Uh, whether. Yeah. But Eric, unless that's a signing bonus, that's not guaranteed. So he could get at the end of this year, he could get hurt or traded, and he's not guaranteed to get that. It's only guaranteed if that fifteen million is in in the form of a signing bonus. Yeah, I can't tell you whether it was in the form of a bonus or salary. And see, those are the kind of numbers that when people start throwing those numbers around, see, the average fan just doesn't understand what in the hell is going on I mean, with the kind of economy we got now. You're playing football, people just don't understand that. But again. You know, they just throw a number out there, don't give you all the details that go along with that. And so, therefore, people think, you know, he's crazy. They offered him $15 million, and he doesn't take it. But, again, he doesn't get that money guaranteed unless it's in the form of a signing bonus. And if it is, I tell him to take that. I tell him to take the $15 million. You're not going to get the $30 million, but take the $15 million. Because in the event that he, he, you know, he's in a contract negotiation and he gets hurt in camp, he already has a contract. He's under contract now, because yeah. if he wasn't, if he didn't have a contract, he can't come into camp. But he has a contract now, so therefore, if he gets hurt, they pull it off the table. Sure. And 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 he's done. So when you get that fifteen million dollars, boy, that's kind of hard to walk away from fifteen million dollars. Listen, you're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. We got music. We got to take a break. We're in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. So I had to dig what I had to dig, cause I had to give. I'm up all night. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Make up a child. 
JackLalane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Alrighty, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Bam, man. And uh, we now have uh, our great dear friend Jeff Mosher with us. Jeff, of course, is our East Coast correspondent who has been with us over the past year. Hey, Jeff, you there? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, hey man. It's good to have you back. We missed yeah, you for a little bit there. Uh, my time has been limited lately. Well, hey, man, we certainly can appreciate you working hard, and that's what we do here. You know, we, we work very hard at what we do, and we enjoy it, so... Uh, Jeff, you've been out there. We, you know, we got Eric uh, Butts with us from uh, Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports, it, but he's a fantasy guy, Jeff. You know, so w- w- what I get from him, I, a great percentage of that I understand, but I know, you know, behind it, there's some kind of agenda. For you, yeah. it's it's true sports. You're going to tell it to us exactly the way it is. Give us a little insight of what's happening out there in, in Philadelphia. What did you see? What are you thinking about what's going to happen this year? Well, um, well, first of all, you have to pick which uh which interesting subject you want to address with the team right now. You've got the two guys who are potentially, uh, um, you know, they're, they're unhappy with their contracts, and Brian Westbrook and Lito Shepard. It sounds like, you know, the team is trying to work on a new deal with Brian. Um, not so sure about Lito Shepard, so it'll be interesting to see when that first preseason game rolls around on Friday whether both of those guys are going to play. That's the first issue. The second hey, issue Jeff, is that the – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, just asking you what you thought about Samuel 
uh, how how do you think the injury to Samuel is going to affect them possibly working? Well, I just said that. that. That led to my second point. The Samuel it. is the guy that they went out in the offseason and got and paid a lot of money for because Lito Shepard wasn't very durable and hadn't started a lot of games. And already Samuel uh, suffered a, a hamstring injury on the first day of camp. He suffered a hamstring injury on the first day of minicamp and missed most of those. So he hasn't even really gotten on the field very much. Um, and it seems like he's a day-to-day situation right now. And I'd be very, very surprised if he played that first game against Pittsburgh on uh, next Friday. Even if he was healthy, I just don't think that they would risk putting him out there. Well, and the I, I thing can is say that Sean Andrews, their Pro Bowl right guard, still has not shown up to camp, and nobody seems to know why. <laughs> he isn't going to play anymore. I heard you know what? It, it could be that I heard that he's, I'm just he's not enjoying getting hit in camp, and he doesn't want to. to he doesn't want to be here in camp. I heard it was emotional issues. I didn't really hear what they were, but that was what mm-hmm. I heard was that he wasn't at camp for emotional reasons, whatever that. Yeah, was. yeah. There's <laughs> been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation on, on what it is. Some people have said Sean is a little bit of a prima donna or very Hollywood or likes to um, you know he play did, with media a little bit. He did cry when he hurt his ankle last year. So yeah, so everybody I'm not used to seeing football players cry too much. All right, so. the, the infamous tearjerker remark is uh, yeah. what, uh, what Eric is referring to. <laughs> But, I mean, that, that could be a problem here. You're talking about the, the epicenter of their offense really starts with their offensive line, and this is a guy who's a two-time Pro Bowl right guard. He's really becoming one of the elite offensive linemen in the league, and, and from what it sounds like, he just doesn't want to be in camp because he just doesn't want to go through all the hitting that Andy Reid does, which is more than uh, most camps. Well, let me I, ask I you know that. it's no relief, but what did you think about Max Gene Giles stepping in his, in his place? Look pretty confident out there. I mean, I know it's only training camp, but... Yeah, no, Max has done well, but, uh, you know, Max is... A, is uh, it's not a he was, he was competing for the left guard position, so you know that he can play, but, sure, again, sure. Like, like you said, there's a difference between a two-time pro bowler who's in the lead sure. and what you can do on the offense. Okay, and okay. A guy who's hey, just, hey, guys, can we, I'm going to change the subject here, Spam Man. Mm-hmm. Just one thing. When we're running out of time, and Ray and I talked about this earlier, Jeff, what is your what is your uh, opinion about the uh, Brett Favre thing in Green Bay? I mean, let's, let's get this out in the open. Well, I've had so many different opinions about it, Fan Man. My, my thing is, is it, it, I don't understand... I can understand the willingness to want to move on, but he did was a few plays away from taking his team to the Super Bowl last year, and he is Brett Favre, and they know what they have in Brett Favre, and they don't know what they have in Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's a little bit bold of them to declare Aaron Rodgers the starters and not want Brett Favre back. But well, then again, Ray, Brett Favre you know, is... You know, what, you know, Jeff, Ray brought that up, and uh, Rodgers could get hurt the first game, first preseason game. He could get hurt mm-hmm. in training camp. I mean, what is Green Bay's management thinking? I mean, even the, let's, let's just say, and Eric came up with a good thing last last week, and we'll talk about that, but, I mean, basically what happened was he turned around and said in January, hanging up the cleats, I'm done. I'm, I'm retiring. So he, uh, my, my feeling is he went all the way through this whole thing saying he's retiring. Come June, he wants to come back. So Eric said, did Green Bay force him? Or did Green Bay, you know, turn, or management say, you know, you're out, we're going with Rodgers, that's it, you're going to retire, that's the end of the game? Or did he go down to his tractor in Mississippi, sit there, and say, mm-hmm. what am I going to do, and come back and then screw up the whole... Got uh, tired of fishing? Huh? He got tired of fishing and... He got tired of fishing and sitting on his tractor, yeah. Well, well, fair, man, fair man, I guess I don't understand if that's the case. Why? Why are they trying to push him out the door so quickly when he was, like I said, within a few plays of bringing his team into the Super Bowl. I mean, when Michael Jordan, when Michael Jordan wanted to come out of retirement, you didn't see the Bulls saying, well, we've kind of moved on and we've made contingency plans without you. I believe that the Packers organization 
got a little bit frustrated by every year at the end of the year not knowing, you know, having to wait a while to find out what they were doing to move their team forward. Well, well, we'll, see, think, how we'll see how frustrated they are if they don't get what they think they've got in Aaron Rodgers. And they have no sure. idea what they've got. Hey, hey guys, let me say this. I, I just want right. to say right. this. I, I know that the coach, McCarthy, has stepped up and said if Brett comes to camp, it won't be a problem. And I, I believe the reason why is, is pretty much what, what Jeff hit the nail on the head there is McCarthy knows he was just a couple plays away from being in the Super Bowl. He knows that Brett Favre was a quarterback that took him to that point where he almost you know, got a chance to, to be the head coach in a Super Bowl game. I don't care, guys. I mean, it's, it's like this, you know, Ghostbusters. If this man, Aaron Rodgers, goes down, who do you think they're going to call? They're going to call Brett Favre. So why not just have the man on the roster, even if you don't start him, in the event that the guy goes down or doesn't perform to his ability? Well, and, I, and again, I'm going to go back to being, and Dev Ryan, you can, you can talk about this too, being an athlete. Bring on. I don't care what the competition is. What is this thing with Aaron Rodgers worried about who his competition is? He doesn't sound like anybody to me that's a very confident quarterback that I don't care who it is. You bring him in here, I want to compete with him. Devron, can you talk a little bit about that? Are you still with us? If, if, if I'm in the league, I, you know, I can have a Hall of Famer. I'm going to try my best to get that starting spot. You know, they have to retire sometime. That's how I feel. If I'm in there, he has to retire sometime. I'm, I'm going to be playing. I'm trying to beat him out for a spot. I'm going to make him retire. <laughs> and I agree with him. See, the guy, no, it, no, the no, guy no, wasn't no, an no, all. That, I mean, that's it, understood, but mm-hmm. Brett Favre was either told to get out or he told the management of the Green Bay Packers, I'm retiring. If that is the case, and the Green Bay Packers decided we, we have to move on with Rodgers because the season's coming up, then uh, Brett Favre has no right in, in, in complicating this with, with uh, the Green hey, Bay Packers. Hey, Fan Man, Fan Man, man. you're wrong. Fan Man, no, no, I'm not wrong. you're wrong. You're wrong. wrong. Now, let me you say this, guys. Here's what happens in football. And, and Here's and what happens in football. Fan Man, a guy gets hurt. You got to get ready. You better be ready. It's your time. So let me say this. When they asked him what he was going to do prior to the draft, it wasn't like they were going to go out and pick the number one quarterback in the draft. And, Brett, you know, if you're not going to come back, we're going to go out and pick up the number one player, the quarterback, you know, and, and bring him here to this team. The guy that they had was already on their roster. He didn't do anything to destroy the chemistry of that team. It's not like he's a new guy. Hey, this happens all the time. This is the politics of sports. It's the business of sports. Okay, so but, whoa, whoa, whoa. but hold, but let me finish. But the football players want the best. The football players want the best player on the team. Let me say this. When the guys on your team can't even stand up and say that you, Aaron Rodgers, are the best quarterback because not because you're the best, you know, you've been chosen by the, the management, but because your performance is the best. They can't stand up and say that. They know that the best quarterback for that team, for some reason or another, they don't want him back. <laughs> so, hey, Brett Favre, he should be welcome back there in Green Bay. If he if I he's agree. the backup, fine. If he's a starter, that's fine too. But he should be welcome back. Well, you know team. what? I totally he's agree with you that Brett Favre should be there and break in Rodgers and break him in the right way instead of do things in Arizona. Hey, he's been breaking him in for like the last three or four years. Hey, we got music. That means we got to go. I thank all you guys for joining us. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. I'm about to go and then you know for me to say yeah I've got to be me You'll never be in doubt That's what it's all about You can't take me for granted a smile I count the 
that you have. 